0: Thank you so much for joining us on Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. And as always, joining us on the Take 10 Hotline from deep in the state of Florida, we'd like to welcome Dr. Jamie Heisman, a nationally known psychotherapist and an expert on caregiving as well. And Carol, you've got a wonderful topic to kick this off today on Take 10.
1: Well, thank you, Ron. Always nice to see you, Dr. Jamie Um, You know, I was thinking, looking at the newspapers, thinking, and there's a topic that a lot of times our family caregivers, we as family caregivers at home with our loved ones may not be thinking about. And that is what is what's going on with our formal caregivers, the people who help us. So the, the home health nurse that comes in maybe an aid if we're lucky enough to still have that with COVID. What about our doctors and our nurses? So Dr. Jamie, is there a difference in what we feel as family caregivers and what a professional caregiver who's paid to provide care um, is feeling when things are difficult as they are right now?
2: You know, Carol, it's a great question. And taken from the caregiver's perspective, you're right. We get so self-engrossed in taking care of others. We tend to forget that caregivers come in all shapes and sizes. So this show being a family caregiver show and what we do fabulously at the WellMed Foundation is work with family caregivers. The question is fabulous because there is no difference. Wait, I should say that there is one difference is that physicians, providers, those who are actually going through burnout in the delivery of health care, have regulatory issues. They have people over them. that are looking at them in terms of outcomes and quality and where I go and what I do with this. And so they are actually highly uh, regulated in terms of doing the right thing, which burnout always creates the byproduct of poor connection and poorer outcomes. So they have to deal with this. But in terms of the condition, the social or clinical condition, what a family caregiver is going through and what a professional caregiver is going through is pretty much precisely the same thing.
1: So what I hear you saying is you can pay me to provide care, but getting paid for it doesn't necessarily make it easier
2: no, emotionally. It doesn't. You know, we looked at let's face COVID. I mean, COVID right now what Texas and Florida are going through is, is not funny. I mean, it is really like pouring gasoline on fire right now with the Delta variant. Our pre-pandemic levels of burnout for family caregivers, but for healthcare providers, we're <clears throat> off the scope already, but the COVID pandemic exacerbates it like it's exacerbating, I'm sure, our family caregivers with this heightened social distancing and isolation right now, COVID is, is adding such stress rapidly to our, our providers, okay, with scheduling changes, people not able to come in, we're doing telehealth, which is a whole new delivery for, for healthcare in and of itself, not having the right resources, you know, occupational hazards, what's going on with our own families. So COVID is like the great trigger and exacerbator for us on a professional basis. But look, even the family caregivers aren't getting paid. You're right. The clinical condition is precisely the same. COVID is pouring gasoline on the fire of challenged family caregivers as well.
1: Well, we one could
0: argue it's tougher uh, on the four paid folks because their personal expectation is uh, they're getting paid to do this. They need to do it right. They need to take care of what needs to be taken care of.
2: You know, that attentiveness to that, Ron, is wonderful. And I think that's the last bastion when somebody totally burns out where they finally don't have that focus. But you're right. The out- expectations are always the seeds of resentment. Right. So professional caregivers, but not too different from family caregivers, expect better outcomes because maybe the regulatory issue, maybe because it's part of their job, because the Hippocratic oath. But I'm not so sure that's so different. From family caregivers who maybe have a maybe more unreasonable sort of wish for those outcomes, because at least in the professional healthcare world, we're kind of level set and taught about burnout and compassion fatigue. And so, you know, family caregivers more and more through like the efforts of the Wellman Charitable Foundation Caregiver SOS are also being taught that, but not on a formal, consistent, regulatory sort of basis.
1: You know, you you bring up a good point, Ron, because the, the language I've seen in the news lately from the healthcare systems that are overwhelmed from these professional health care providers, caregivers, um, is that they can't provide the care they want to. They are flat out saying, we're not providing good care. There's no way we are overwhelmed. Um, and I think a lot of family caregivers identify with that feeling. And the other is. The idea that a lot of people don't realize a lot of paid professionals are out. Either they've been exposed and they can't go in. Um, They, you know, some of them didn't come back after we had COVID. Things got better. They just couldn't face it again. They didn't come back. And so there's a tremendous shortage, not just of family caregivers or people to come into your home or daycare providers there's a shortage of healthcare workers, of doctors
2: and nurses. True true that. And let me tell you, there's one more additional sort of thing that nobody thinks about, Carol and Ron, but there's a new sigma that's occurred. I work with healthcare providers clinically, obviously. I, I enjoy seeing them in, in therapy, and I enjoy, obviously, educating, um, you know, platforms with them. But there's a stigma that's occurring right now, an increasing social stigma with professional healthcare, healthcare providers in their own communities. Because even though they're portrayed right during the pandemic as heroes, you know, inpatient obviously is, is really the focus. They're also simultaneously kind of facing some being ostracized from social gatherings. So that's a whole new deal. Like neighbors, play dates, activities that are happening, they're perceived to be higher risk for the infection. And they're seeing kind of people kind of fleeing because of maybe disinformation. So that's a whole new wrinkle around professional caregivers.
0: Let me take a moment and let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, Dr. Jamie Heisman on our Take 10 hotline from the great state of Florida.
1: Yeah, you know, the stigma issue is really, you know, I think that's kind of one of those whiplash things where and, and this happens in families too right I mean yes. you've got a family member you're a caregiver you decide mom's had a stroke I'm going to stay home I'm going to take care of her and then your cousins or your brother come in and go what are you doing you're doing everything wrong you don't know what you're doing um, and that's kind of what's happening with the health care folks is people are coming in saying what are you doing I don't believe you you know, you're the bad guy. And you're like, no, how can I be the bad guy? I'm the one providing the care. And It's this kind of cognitive, you you, would, you know, cognitive dissonance that your head gets spun around.
2: Oh, man, stigma is all over the place. You're a thousand percent right. That's in families. But you also know, Carol, you're the expert here, that family caregivers, when they're taking care of their loved one, neurological, let's say Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, psychiatric issues, whatever it is that we see people fleeing from them because they can't even face that difficult suffering, let's say, that the family caregiver is going through. So they tend to, too, get ostracized. And so, you know, you're right. There isn't a whole lot of difference here. There really isn't, except getting paid. And at the end of the day, if you ask the person getting paid who's burned out, um, they don't really see that as a differentiator. They just feel burnout.
0: You know, my mom experienced that when she was caring for my dad with uh, dementia. All of their friends dropped off. Mm-hmm. All the family dropped off. And I asked her one day, Are you seeing anybody, talking to anybody? And the answer was nobody calls, nobody cares.
2: It's so true. And I, and I think before this segment ends, I, I need to say this, that our own self-care, our own ability to get on two feet, and I call it regulatory, sort of social regulation, to take care of our temporal lobes, that fight, flight, or fear response that you just described, Ron, about people fleeing because we're doing something or you know, professionals being ostracized. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to understand that's not a natural thing, this fight, flight, or freeze. We have to get on two feet as a society and also as providers. I think that's the hedge against a burnout and the hedge against this ostracism and this sort of stigma is really to take care of ourselves because uh, we really pointing fingers and deflecting and projecting is not going to work.
0: You get the last word, Dr. Jamie. Thank you very much. For Carol Zernil and Dr. Jamie Heisman, I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Take 10.